What's up, Vandals? My name is Martha Smith, and I'm the pro tempore of the ASUI Senate. My name is Joseph Tibisar, and I am ASUI Director of Community Relations. And I'm Sander Nathaniel Trakimovich. Today with us, we have one of the most influential leaders on Greek Row, Joe Bidiganetta, and a fraternal council president. Like many people who contributed an awful lot to this campus, Joe started out as a house major for his fraternity, Theta Chi. Since then, he's been elected to be president of both his fraternity and IFC. Meanwhile, he's also been able to hold a 3.9 GPA, become an ACY sender, and hold jobs including being a host at Ale House and lifeguard at the Idaho Swim Center. He's now a fourth-year student and looks forward to continuing school at graduate school after taking some time off to travel. Joe, you've really done a lot for this campus, but I have a couple of really important questions. To start, what made you run for your position? Um, I didn't originally really want to run for IFC until um, I was... I bumped into our previous IFC president, Cash Calhoun, if you know who that is. Mm -hmm. um, he's quite the guy. And he uh, told me pretty much uh, when are you submitting your application because uh, it looks like you're going to be the next IFC president. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that and I'm not really mm -hmm. sure about that. But um, after a while, I decided I would run until like two weeks before I submitted my application. I was like, uh, never mind. Like, I'm really stressed out with my fraternity presidency and um, kind of just tired of this. And so... I decided I wouldn't run, uh, but then I met with Nick O'Neill and Cash one more time, uh, and they, they kind of convinced me and talked to me about how uh, IFC presidency and uh, chapter presidency are different, um, and essentially what I was worried about is when you're president of a chapter, and chapter presidents, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about, but <laughs> you feel responsible for every single member of the chapter, like you go to bed stressed out that someone's going to leave a candle on and burn yeah. the house down, um, versus... For IFC, uh, it's much less hands-on, and you, you mm -hmm. get to go to bed not stressed out, and uh, you get to see a lot bigger changes to the community happen without you know, the same stress. It's more level. like holistic look to everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly. Fun. So that's way more fun. Um, so then I decided to run. Um, I also just, during my uh, chapter presidency, had a lot of like opinions about um, the things going on in the community, and I had a lot of visions, and I loved... Uh, just like the fraternity experience and my fraternity experience, so I wanted to see that, you know, so wanted to see how I could help uh, younger members join our community and, and have the same great experience that I did, so. Totally, I think it's kind of interesting to look at like how your chapter leadership um, kind of correlates to what like the rest of your involvement on campus looks like. And mm -hmm. it's can be kind of a different experience mm -hmm. for sure, but um, on that similar note, how would you describe your Greek life experience before and after um, being on like, the other side of it per se? Yeah, I would say, um, Firstly, like, I really only hung out with uh, my fraternity brothers before I got on to IFC. I really didn't know many other fraternity members that weren't a part of Theta Chi. Um, I knew, of, of course, like, sorority women, but I knew the select sororities that my fraternity mostly hung out with, and I mm -hmm. didn't know a lot of people um, in other sororities that we didn't spend time with. Um, so that's, like, a big one. It's just I've been, been able to meet so many other fraternity men and other people in our community that I probably would have never met had that's I not really been cool. on IFC. No, I completely understand that. Once you join a fraternity, it kinda, you kind of just get comfortable in that one bubble. I agree. Mm -hmm. Like, hanging out with a specific sorority that hangs out with your fraternity as well. And it kind of kind of feels weird to branch out sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's exactly what happened with me. Um, I honestly never really thought that I would spend any time with any other fraternity men. Mm -hmm. um, I live with five other Theta Chi's, so I still spend so much time with my chapter and, you know, go over the chapter all the time. But I actually, like, hang out with people in other fraternities now, which is just like a new experience and it's fun um, and it shows you that you know I think in chapters uh, we often are very 
we think our chapter is the best and we're like, you mm-hmm. know, very egotistical about our chapter. Yeah. And then you realize, oh, there's actually cool people in literally yeah. every single chapter of yeah. our campus. So I think one of the neat things about like this, um, this past recruitment we went through is because like all the COVID restrictions were lifted and we kind of like are on the other side of that. I've noticed a lot of more of like the PNMs kind of commingling with each other. And like, um, I know a lot of like our freshmen know more people like outside of the house um, mm-hmm. than they like my PC did. So oh, it's kind of cool to watch. Yeah, that's why I think Rush was so successful this year because like the freshmen that my house got Bay Theta Pi, um, they hang out with like guys that are from their Rush group as well. Mm-hmm. Like I know a few of them hang out with uh, Theta Kai's as well and they hang out with um, Snooze as well. So I feel like it was definitely successful following COVID that um, everyone just kind of co-mingled instead of everyone kind of being split up. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I think the community is a lot more holistic. I was going to talk about that some more today, but like, I feel like from my freshman year, I uh, joined a fraternity in 2019 versus now, um, we have a much more cohesive community. It's really cool. Um, and it feels like you're a member of something larger than just your fraternity. Like I'm not just a Theta Chi, but I'm also a part of the Greek life community at the University of Idaho, so, mm-hmm. which is really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, Aside from that, what do you think? The, what do you think is the best thing about um, IT president? Um, I think probably my favorite thing. I talked about it a lot already. Has been just like meeting so many people and uh, just like creating connections with other people. But like to talk about some other things. Like I think another thing I've really enjoyed, especially this fall, is seeing the fruition of like my team's work um, and seeing. Uh, like the community respond like positively to a lot of the things that we've done. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned recruitment, which obviously I'm not taking credit for. Uh, we have two vice presidents of recruitment, Seth uh, Bowen and John Trumbull. Love them. Um, who did so great with mm-hmm. recruitment this year. And I've had so many fraternity men and, and even sorority women, um, as well as like campus staff and campus partners come up to me after recruitment and say like, that's the best recruitment we've seen in five years or, you know, you guys Mm -hmm. did a great job. You're really respectful of the community. And it was also cool. We brought in the most fraternity men, um, to the community in over, I think five years. That's so cool. We don't have records, but like anybody that you talk to that was on IFC and that remembers numbers is like, yeah, that's way more than we had. So we know that it's at least like five years. I agree. What do you think about the extension? Like the the, uh, longer rush? Um, that is actually a really interesting question. I think if there's one thing that I'm not sure about is how long recruitment is. I think that for our potential new members, I've noticed um, that they're more indecisive every year. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. I remember during my freshman year going through recruitment, I was very sure about Theta Chi, and I knew a lot of guys who were very sure about the chapter that they wanted to get into. Uh, whereas, like, talking to potential new members now, it's like on day four or even day five. Yeah. They're like, I really don't know if I'm going to pick this house or this house. Which I would almost say is like a good thing. Because mm-hmm. like I know like like when I came from my hometown, like not many people went like in Greek life or went to college in general. And so when I got up here, I felt like everybody was from Boise and everybody was either from like Coeur d'Alene or whatever. And they all kind of knew these people that were already in the houses and stuff. And so mm-hmm. I think having some sort of like indecisiveness almost makes it more of like an even playing field for all the chapters and like kind of ending up where you're actually supposed yeah, to be. It's a big you know? decision. That it gives yeah. them more time to decide where you're going to go sure. for the next four years and who you're going to associate with. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I agree. I think the only like reason I say I'm, I think I'm like less sure about that is I'm sure you guys have experienced this, but we get so burnt out on the mm-hmm. fraternity yeah. sorority yeah. side of it. Like if you're in, if you're already in one mm-hmm. um, and I know the potential new members do too. Yeah, I think they're just, they just have a little bit more energy as 18, 19 year olds than <laughs> yeah. maybe we do as it's all new it too. Our, yeah. Fun. It being yeah. our third recruitment. Um, or, you know, second, third recruitment 
we get pretty tired. And so yeah. aside from that, I think it's probably a positive and it'll give uh, our incoming members more, you know, time to think about their decision. So. Yeah, I completely understand that. Do you guys attribute um, the really large numbers of like fraternity men going through to like the really large freshman class, or was there like an outside mm -hmm. um, factor that you think contributed? Like, I, don't, I mean, is there anything? Yeah. You guys have any stipulations or ideas on that? I think a big part of it is probably that this is the first year uh, where we're really not seeing as many COVID regulations. Obviously, mm -hmm. COVID is still around, um, but if you guys remember last year, we had. I mean, I think we store, we wore masks during recruitment. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, we still had quite a few COVID restrictions, and there were expected restrictions at the university for our incoming freshman class. And I think that probably kind of scared a lot of students from coming to the University of Idaho mm -hmm. and going through recruitment. Um, so I think that's probably a big part of it is that uh, our these like young men are finally feeling like they can join a chapter and have the full experience versus mm -hmm. you know like the COVID experience of joining a chapter. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that I noticed is our chapters have gotten so good at recruiting. Um, so I think just seeing like how well our chapters have been recruiting and, and we've had so many like families and, and parents come up to us and, and be really excited and like happy about their son's experience, even just getting a house tour um, or meeting with members before they go through recruitment. I think that's another great positive. Um, and then the other thing is, our advisor, Nick O'Neill, works so hard marketing, um, and this year he did the same. He put out so many marketing materials and stuff, um, and it, a lot of it goes unnoticed, but I think that's a huge part of it mm -hmm. is just, um, you know, getting emails and inboxes and things like that. Totally. So. I also think I want to kind of applaud um, the Panhellenic and um, IFC Council this year. You guys have done a ton of programming, oh, totally. and I think that's one of the things that we talked about a lot last year is, like, um, like specifically on the sorority side of it, we raised um, Greek life dues, mm. or I think it's what you call it. But and um, they were like, yeah, you know, we're gonna have all these speakers and stuff. You guys really have like delivered on that. Like I, I've, I've been to a couple where I've been like, oh my gosh, like specifically mm. the hazing one that we did over at the ICC arena. Mm. She was just incredible. I mean, it was had a big audience. Great, too. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Those are um, one of those things where it's like you'll hear a lot of members maybe complain about having to go to mm -hmm. frequent programming. It's like we, we do have had a lot more this year than we normally mm -hmm. have. Yeah. Um, but the other half of it is that uh, you guys are, I'm sure, aware, everybody's aware of a lot of negative stereotypes associated with fraternity mm -hmm. yeah. and sorority life um, and a lot of just, like, things that are misconstrued about our community. And I think that having our members go to these programmings really shows um, the rest of the world that, you know, we are not the same fraternities and sororities that we were in, 1960 years, however long ago. 80s and all that, yeah. Um, it's completely different now. Yeah. yeah. And then the, the other thing is, like, I think over time, a lot of people have realized that, like, traditional programmings, people don't really engage. And so we tried our best this year to get program, uh, or get speakers that were really engaging with our community and, and had, like, really touching stories or, you know, were just really good at connecting with our community. Mm -hmm. And I felt the same way about the hazing one. I felt like that one really stri strikes home if you're in mm -hmm. fraternity or sorority. Um, and it's something that you may be required to go to, but you leave like, wow, that was super mm -hmm. impactful. Totally. You know, on that similar note too, so, you know, we talked about all the good things about your position and why you ran and all that good stuff. Um, what would be, and it's kind of a hot tub, hot button issue, but what are some of like, the most challenging things that you guys face as like an IFC council, as president? Like, mm -hmm. what are some of the things to keep you up at night? Yeah, I would say probably like, Speaking for myself specifically, 
the most challenging thing I probably face is like motivating people. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously motivating myself too. I'm not trying to say that, you know, I'm just the most motivated individual all the time. Um, but I think that after COVID, a lot of us were really burnt out um, on a lot of different things. And we've seen a lot of people like disengage with a lot of like traditional leadership positions mm-hmm. or um, just really not be able to put out the same level of work that we were able to before COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think motivating people, whether it be, you know, chapter members to come to events, uh, chapter presidents to get back to us, you know, even just like responding to emails um, or getting like my council to like want to do like larger projects, including myself can be really hard mm-hmm. um, because we're just not used to like being, you know, waking up every day and going to class all day and then yeah. being in clubs oh, yeah. and doing all these different things. Um, and so that's been a really hard one, I think. I think it's getting better as we adjust to, like, normal life. Get further COVID. away from COVID. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would say um, another one that's been challenging is, like, or just something, I guess, to adjust through, adjust to is with any leadership position, you have to expect to be disliked by, you know, some group of people in your community. Um, I'm sure you guys experienced this on mm-hmm. ASUI as yeah. well yeah. Um, or in chapter leadership as well. Uh, you know, there's always going to be people that don't like a decision you're making or maybe they just don't like you as a person. And so <laughs> even if tougher, you, but exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly, just flat yeah. out don't like yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Cause then it's like, even if you make a good decision, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're not going to like it. No. Um, so that can be challenging, you know, like hearing things that like people have said about IFC or, you know, criticizing decisions. Mm-hmm. Of course, like no matter how hard you try, sometimes they get that those things get to you. Um, and so, you know, that's just something that I think you have to adjust to and you have to realize like you're going to have people who love what you're doing and you have people who hate what you're doing, mm-hmm. but you just have to focus on, you know, what your vision is and, and making that happen. And then kind of along with that, I feel like, um, you mentioned like hot button issue and I feel like this is probably the most hot button issue related to this question is like, um, just the uprise of people using like apps like Yik Yak, mainly oh, Yik Yak. I guess I don't really know if there's <laughs> any other ones, but yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. like anonymous posting apps, like just gives people an outlet to really say whatever they want. And like when you're on the internet, I mean, people can already do that with like a lot less fear than saying something to someone in person, let alone an app where you can post anonymously. And, say like, anything. Yeah. yeah. Just go to sleep with, at night. Yeah. Especially with like how tight knit Greek life is. Mm-hmm. Like you can like only delete stuff when it's like, if they said Martha Smith or Nathaniel Trickey mm-hmm. Mitch on mm-hmm. there, like yeah. they would delete it immediately. But if you're like IFC president, they don't know who the IFC president exactly. is, yeah. but we all do. So uh-huh. they can say whatever they want. And then it's just yeah. Joe reading it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Or it's like five people sending me some yik yak about yeah. me. I'm like, I don't need to see that. Yeah. Yeah. My ego doesn't need that right now. <laughs> so one of the best things that's ever happened to me um, that's maybe a little bit dramatic, but, um, but last year I wrote, I was on Yik Yak, right? Obviously, like most of us were last year and I got on and I wrote something like, you know, Yik Yak's going to get hacked in 24 hours or something like that. And I got banned from it. And so I've been on it in like a year and a half, but I'm kind of in the same boat. It was like, everyone saw somebody else send me a screenshot. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> that's funny, yeah. But not being on it is really yeah. nice. Oh, I completely agree with that. I, I honestly deleted the app following mm-hmm. the whole elections last year with mm-hmm. ACY's presidential yeah. elections. And, you know, I just just tarnishing reputations on there and like you know not everyone is going to believe what they see on an anonymous post posting app but some people are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. it could totally turn the tides of LA, whether that's ACY elections or um any, any other form of election mm-hmm. so that's when i just started not to really follow the app as much was mm-hmm. it something that you guys were worried about during recruitment UK? um yeah i would say that's probably like the main concern for us i mean there's other concerns as well but it's really hard when you're like, like I mentioned earlier, we know that like a lot of people view fraternity story life community 
in a negative way yeah. for like past stereotypes. That doesn't help. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard when we're trying to tell people like our community has changed or our community is a lot better now, um, you know, or these things just aren't true about our community. And then you have people on Yik Yak literally proving these things to people Let's like, yeah. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it really hard. Luckily, um, it wasn't too bad on recruitment. We definitely saw that a lot of uh, guys going through recruitment were on Yik Yak. Not really the fraternities themselves, mm -hmm. at least that I noticed it was a lot more just the guys going through recruitment. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't really see or hear about it affecting anyone's yeah. ultimate decision of what chapter they went to. Yeah. Um, I think that like people are smarter sometimes than we give credit for. And like most people are probably like, okay, well maybe I shouldn't, you know, mm -hmm. base my decision on an anonymous yeah. like two hundred character yeah. like post on it. I just found it funny yeah. because like you could like you could say so and so fraternity did so and so and you could report it and it still wouldn't be deleted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it could totally it could totally change the tides of rush. I'm glad it didn't. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. That would be a big issue. Yeah. So. yeah. I was I thought I was really grateful that our community yeah. reacted the way they did. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So I guess um, on a similar note then if you could like wave a magic wand and fix one thing in our community and just have it be done with and over. What do you think? Do you have something you think about or do you have like Anything like that? Um, obviously, like, there's a lot of just, like, very straightforward answers I could give this question. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I hope no one ever hazes again. Or mm -hmm. I hope that, like, people are always safe in our community and mm -hmm. people always get home safe. And so, like, of course, all those things. Um, I can't think of anything, like, I guess in the sense of, like, getting rid of something. But if there's something that I could, like, wave my wand and there's more of it, mm -hmm. I would say, like, we talked about at the beginning, uh, feeling like we're a part of a community and not just our chapters. Uh, one thing I've seen in this past year is we have fraternities supporting each other a lot more than ever before. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you guys can say, I don't know if you guys would well. Especially with philanthropies, oh, I've yeah. noticed like mm -hmm. from last, probably spring semester, fall semester to this one, like I have totally seen that. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's been so awesome because in my experience, I mean, like I said, I went through recruitment in 2019. I really, of course COVID, presented like a big challenge to having us bond as fraternities but also I was here for a year without COVID or almost a year without COVID and I really didn't see a lot of like interfraternal bonds at all yeah. and like honestly quite the opposite actually like a lot of our fraternities had like major problems with each other and yeah. it was oh, like yeah. it was like a rift in our community like you would have people stand up in your chapter room like talking crap about another fraternity like all wow. the time people like you know, like, you'd be walking down the street and somebody would, like, engage in something with you over, like, just oh ridiculous goodness. things yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I joined Greek Life one year late, so I was 19 when I joined it, and so mm -hmm. my rush class was one year younger than me, and I can just see, like, there's, like, there's kind of, like, a rift in maturity, like, definitely, like, mm -hmm. seeing, like, like, how people react when they come from high school, but I feel like as we kind of go through first and second semester, everyone begins to realize that that kind of stuff doesn't really matter anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. Everyone's trying to get to their own grind and kind of do their own thing. Yeah, so. exactly. And I think especially this year with us finally being able to have like most, if not all of our events that are associated with fraternity and sorority life, um, like philanthropies, socials, things like that. We've seen a lot of fraternities like engaging, like you said, we've had, um, recently we've had a lot of fraternities doing philanthropies with each other, which is not something we've really seen in a long, long time, if ever. Yeah. Um, we have fraternities having brotherhoods together. And so- That's very cool. Mm -hmm. If I could just like, if I could just, wave a wand and have more of that and have mm -hmm. our community just continue to like grow those bonds that's what I would probably do yeah, yeah I really like how 
So it's usually like when it comes to like sorority, sorority like uh, philanthropies, it's usually that fraternities that participate the most and vice versa. But I've totally seen like, especially with my fraternity, that other fraternities are participating just as much as the as, as sororities yeah, are. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on the um, note of like sisterhoods and stuff, I know there's a lot more sororities. Like having sisterhoods with other sororities mm-hmm. and like having those bonds and being friends with those girls is like a really neat thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's definitely really awesome. And I'm that was actually one of my like I mean. It's we don't in this really have like a platform when we run for IFC, mm-hmm. but if I were to have a platform, I guess I would say that was on it is is creating more community, um, and having, you know, the members of our community not just hang out with sorority women, but hang out with one mm-hmm. another and and really care about one another. And I feel like I'm, I've seen that grow a lot. So, totally. Um, so that kind of brings us to one of our last questions here. So in the last portion of your presidency, what do you hope to accomplish? There's any big goals, things you're looking at, um, programming, anything like that? Yeah, I would say if there's one thing that's like super hard about being a student leader is it takes a certain amount of time to uh, like get adjusted to your position and actually learn what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And all of our positions are, you know, semesterly or yearly. So I feel like I've just kind of gotten it down, like how to be <laughs> a good IFC president and my position is up in two months. And so mm-hmm. If I would say anything, it would be like I've kind of had a second wind and I have a lot of goals that I'm like, oh, wow, like I feel like I could actually accomplish that if I had more time. Um, So like firstly, I would say I really want to lay the groundwork really well for the next IFC to kind of avoid that problem. Um, So having a really good transition where we have uh, them coming into their positions in January very prepared to uh, do their job well and, and get started on their goals right away. Um, I think that would be super great. And then I think another thing that I'm a little bit more specific that I'm excited to do is just like a chapter has a national organization, um, like Gamify would have your Gamify Nationals. Mm -hmm. Uh, IFC, in a similar way, has a national IFC. And so we can apply towards awards for those as well. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. awesome. So that's going to be like the next month of my life is just trying to get IFC some good awards to build our, our, our rep and stuff. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, to ask one more, so you were mentioning earlier about, like, overseeing a whole chapter during your chapter presidency, and that was, like, kind of stressful, obviously. Mm-hmm. But how does it feel, like, overseeing the whole, like, fraternal Greek life, mm-hmm. in a sense? I think it's, like, a different level of stress. Someone actually just asked me about this um, as we have elections coming up. I've been approached by a few guys interested in running for IFC. Uh, and so... He was asking me, like, is it the same level of stress that I feel when I have to, you know, that I feel about my fraternity and being president of my fraternity? And I would say it's different in the sense of I don't feel, I mean, we have almost 800 members of our community, and I don't feel responsible for all 800 of them. Whereas the 50, 60 guys in my fraternity when I was chapter president, I felt in, like, some ways like I was their dad or, like, you know what I mean? Like... Like, yeah. I felt like what my parents probably felt like when I was, like, out doing things and, like, they didn't mm-hmm. know what I was up to. Like, that's how I felt as chapter president. Like, yeah. Just always stressed out. Um, so there's, like, less of that as IFC president because it falls on the chapter presidents instead. Um, I would say at times I have moments where I'm, like, oh, yeah, like, I forgot that I have to represent, like, a large community. <laughs> <All> and, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I have to always be on my best behavior. Not that I would be, like, doing anything crazy, but, but it's yeah. just, like, yeah. it, it's just, like, moments where I'm, like, oh, yeah, this is weird. Like, I'll get someone will, like, come up to me, you know, somewhere random, and they, like, know who I am, and I don't know them. Yeah. Because, like, I'm usually, like, seen, you know, at these programmings or uh-huh. wherever else. So a lot of people in Greek, the Greek community know who I am, and it's, like, 
oh yeah, like I forget that I even have this position or mm-hmm. like represent such a large community, which is like scary and cool at the same time, mm-hmm. I guess. Kind of like being a celebrity, but like on Greek. Yeah, like a little. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of reminds me of like in some ways it's like reminds me of high school, and uh-huh. I don't know how to explain it. But it's just yeah. like a little bit like high school, but uh-huh. like with our, like the size of our community, you know, you can know so many people. Yeah. Because of the size of our university. So I guess so. One last question to kind of wrap that thought up. Um, for somebody who's running for IFC next year, somebody who's like interested in getting into that, do you have any piece of advice? Like, is there anything that like stands out to you in that way? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say probably the main piece of advice I would have is have a really like clear plan for your, what you want to do as IFC president because the time is so limited. Uh, and then I would say uh, expect to be disliked. I think that mm-hmm. a lot of people go into these positions. Um, like I just mentioned, you mentioned like being like a, a little bit of a celebrity on mm-hmm. your campus. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, although you might not admit it, go into these positions like a little bit excited about that. It's like, oh, I get to meet more people. Like people are yeah. going to know who yeah. I am. Yeah. That's a little exciting. Um, but I think if you go into it for the wrong reasons, you forget that like, like a lot, so a lot of people might not like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, can't please everybody. It's a big responsibility. Uh huh. It's like you're you're gonna be stressed out. You have to plan these huge events. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think just going into it with that mindset of this is these are the things that I want to uh, plan and get done during my year here, and expecting that like some people aren't gonna like those things. Mm-hmm. But if you think that's best for the community, then like stick to your guns and try yeah, and right. get done what you can get done. Totally. Totally. So uh, moving on from the more serious questions, we got some more fun questions in a section we like to call this or that. To start, Cafe Artista or One World? Um, I am like a diehard One World person. Mm-hmm. I've been going to Cafe Artista a little bit recently because I got like burnt out on One World because I used to go literally every single day. Yeah. I've seen Martha there actually yeah. a few times. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I got a little bit burnt out, so I've been going to Cafe Artista, but I feel like, I'm so, I don't know, One World is just the best place ever. It's like, it's like home. Yeah, it's like so comforting. <laughs> it is. I like the dual story kind of thing. You can go mm-hmm. downstairs, you can go upstairs, and it's a little yeah. bit more quieter, but it also mm-hmm. looks everyone as well. It's yeah, also like, so nice. yeah. yeah, it's also huge, like so big, like the biggest yeah. coffee shop I've, I think I've ever been in, uh-huh. yeah. which is kind of crazy. Yeah. So um, next up, we have noon football games or 6 p.m. football games. I would definitely say 6 p.m. football games. Um, yeah. It's dark. Or it's, like, going to be getting dark at 6 p.m., which, is, well, that will be, like, a downside, I guess. So when you leave the game, it's probably going to be, like, colder and dark. But, like, the noon football game we had last weekend was such a struggle for me. <laughs> yeah. That's just, like, so early. To get up at, like, 9 a.m. Yeah. 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 Of course, everyone likes to tailgate, so you go to tailgate, <laughs> yeah. and then it only lasts a few hours. No, so. I know. And, like, it's after Friday night, so you're, like, exhausted. Like, it was really yeah. tough, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I got a couple ones. Um, studying in the library or somewhere else? Um, is that somewhere else or somewhere else? I always try to convince myself that I like the library, but I just, I really don't, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of cool that sometimes, like, during finals week, like, everyone's there studying. I think it's kind of funny because it's, like, I don't know, just, mm-hmm. like, everyone putting things off to the last minute and, like, studying yeah. during finals week. But my favorite place to study is the fourth floor of the education building. There's like these, there's like a high, yeah, it's like there's this very specific spot I like to go. It's like a high table and then it overlooks like the Kibbe Dome. And then like, yeah, so it's like a super cool view and there's not usually very many people up there. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, not yet. I know. <laughs> Don't go there. Don't go that. there. But um, I like I like the there's like a conference room in the Albertsons building that's really nice. Like kind of it oversees like kind of like the outside of the Albertsons building. Oh, oh really? Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. And then last, and then last one we have corner club or mangles. 
Um, I'm definitely going to go for Corn Club here. As you say, yeah. So many of my <laughs> friends, like, love mingles because they just want to play pool. Uh-huh. But I don't really like playing pool, so I just sit there and get really bored. But Corner Club, it's like, you know everyone there. Yeah. It's literally like a little mini, like, U of I social every time you go to the Corner Club. That's so fun. So I love the Corner Club. That's awesome. Well, Joe, thank you guys. Thank you for being with us today. It really means a lot. We know you're extremely busy and all that good stuff. So it means a lot that you take your time out of the day. And yeah. Us, so. Yeah. Thank you to our listeners. And go Vandals. Go Vandals. Go Vandals.